Warning, this episode contains foul language, spooky ghosts, and is best enjoyed with a set of headphones. and ghouls and all of the above you are listening to keep it weird the podcast for all things strange unusual paranormal supernatural creepy sticky gross scary and everything in between each week we sit down with a buddy and we talk about something weird but on this beautiful gloomy october evening we are kicking everyone out (laughs) and doing another very spooky special halloween episode of Listener Ghost Stories! My name is Lauren, and this is my lovely co-host, Ashley. Hi, weirdos. You guys ready to get creeped out? You ready to get scared? Get a little scared? Get a little scared. I feel like it was a little misleading that I said a very special Halloween episode, because these aren't necessarily Halloween-themed stories. they sure aren't. this is coming at you in the season of Halloween. Yes. And it's a must-do in the month of October. Yeah, listen to to spooky stories and get scared. That's exactly right. Yeah, that was our that was our plan. We haven't done a listener ghost stories in a while either. Hot minute. I was looking back in our emails, like, whoa, did we not do this since early summer? I know we had a lot, guys. So if you send us in a story and you're not hearing it today. I promise you we still have it. We save them all. <laughs> we save them all. It's just we can only fit so much into one. We already had to episode. make cuts. We like, had to make cuts. So many yeah. cuts. I had to go down from, I think I had 13 stories and I'm down to seven. Yeah, we're both which are is somehow down to seven, nuts. which was insane. And tears sprung to our eyes to cut some of them, but we saved them. Yes, we did. Of course. I remember up. our very first Listener Ghost Story episode. I think we each... Had like three. Had like three. Uh-huh. And it was like, we struggled. <laughs> we were to get digging three. for those stories and, and begging our friends. Now, it's just really nice to have yeah. to like cut some that we don't want to cut because it's we nice literally feeling. can't talk for nine hours. We're obsessed with I mean, with we can. Guys. We could, but. We've been together today for f- three hours, three and a half hours already. Has it only been three? I feel like I know, I've been I with you all day. <laughs> Like not in a bad not way. Not a bad I'm just way. Like, I not live no, here yeah. now. It's fine. Um, no, we're so we had grateful. falafel. Anyways, had some chicken. <laughs> we love that you guys write in, and I feel like I've noticed at the beginning of people's emails sometimes they're like, I don't know if you're still accepting stories, or I don't know if you're still doing this. But Always. I, I really want to write in your story, guys. Do not be timid. Do not no. worry about it. Write in your stories. We are always going to mm-hmm. do listener ghost stories. Even if episodes. we can't, even if they're not like feasible to put in an episode we still want to hear about it yeah. like i'm still want to chat with you to hear about it exactly and you can literally write in to be like what's up i like a show you guys are cool yeah and we'll respond and be like you seem pretty cool too you seem really nice <laughs> you seem like a really nice Very person <laughs> we just like to chat with you guys this is all about the listeners mm-hmm. so talk to us you're our thieves. we love it 
guys, Halloween is upon us. What date will this come out? I was trying to decide if it's like Halloween, 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 Halloween. Wait, what is it? In this town we call home. Everyone sings to the pumpkin song. Pretty sure we sang that last year, but it's fine. You guys can hear it again. This is going to come out. I was trying to decide if it's October. It's coming. Twenty sixth. So close. (laughs) It's the third, guys. Like we are so far ahead of the game. And after this episode airs, we're gonna be so far behind because we don't have another episode. We're trying to get so far ahead this year so we can actually enjoy our October. Because last year, I'm sorry, we love you so much. We did not enjoy October last year. <laughs> we were stressed. We were putting out so many episodes. We were making a video a week, we which making, it was yeah, which healthy was like, for us that we decided not to do oh that God. this year. A video a week. I think we were still doing our news story this week. And I had a wedding in Illinois, which I yeah. also do this October. And I had a wedding in Nashville. Bananas. And we were putting out and then weekly I got episodes sick. of podcast. Yeah, Jesus. you got terribly ill. So we <laughs> set up boundaries this year. Boundaries. But then November's going to hit and we're going to be like, what? What? Who? Do we have have a show? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Do we have a podcast? Uh, Anyone want to come on? I think we're going to talk about some murder. It's been a while since murder. About murder. It's going to be gross. It's going to be great. Anyways, so we'll get to some spooky stories today. As you guys know, listener ghost stories are either sent in by listeners or sought out by us and discussed with real people who send in real experiences that they have had. Mm -hmm. Now, I always usually try and warn people ahead of time um, in the description of these episodes, but I should probably start saying it before we get started, too. I always add in sound effects. I add in spooky tunes. Sometimes they are jarring, but they're jarring for a reason. So if it scares you, if it's too loud, if it's blah, 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 it's a risk you're willing to take to listen to these you're stepping into Scary this. Stories. You've heard the warning. I've had people before being like, I didn't like that. And I'm like, well, it's not your show. That's so <laughs> true. You have I love to you. Thanks for listening. Sorry. But- <laughs> I mean, thanks for your feedback, but we're we're going to keep doing yeah, it. Because but- I think some people really like them. It's not for everyone. We get that. No. But- I mean, most. I, I've never had a complaint about the actual sound effects and music, but there's been like a sound effect or two that someone's like, I really didn't like that sound. And I'm like, bummer. That sucks, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We have to do some things our way, all right? Yeah. 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 Do you want to kick us off? I don't know. We never really discussed who's going first. I, I mean, I, I can go first, too. I just didn't know. Hold wh- on. Whatever. Oh, I something in your eye. I have an eye. Issue. Have an eye? Oh. I do have an eye. I have two of them. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> Technically four, because I am blind. I have a cat hair tickling my nose because it's on this microphone. Oops. That's the that's the risk you gotta take. I know. I think I got it. Coming into this apartment. I'll go first. Okay. Okay. My first story. This storyteller is actually anonymous. This actually happened to an old coworker of his that he said he can vouch for but hasn't spoken to in a very long time. So he has no idea if he wants any sort of credit for this story. Sure. So he said just leave it anonymous. Better I said than okay. Sorry. All right. Anonymous says My company would put us up in the Shiloh Inn downtown when we were in Salt Lake City. A co-worker of mine was awakened in the middle of the night by sounds of a bunch of kids in the hallway. 
It went on for longer than he could tolerate, so he opened the room door to tell them to hush, only to find that the hallway was empty. He could still hear the children, so, figuring that they were in an adjoining room, he called down to the front desk to complain. The man at the front desk claimed to be certain that there were no kids staying on that floor, but that he was certain that the noise would subside very soon. He offered to send up some earplugs. <laughs> My coworker was a bit annoyed. How can you say that there are no kids here when I'm hearing kids? But went back to bed and eventually fell asleep. The next day when he was checking out, a different clerk made the mistake of asking the routine question, was everything satisfactory with your stay? My coworker gave her an earful about the noisy kids and how the other clerk had completely dismissed his complaints. The clerk looked a little uncomfortable and said in a half whisper, we're not supposed to talk about our history with the guests, but do a Google search for Rachel David and you'll understand what happened to you. We oh, get no. similar complaints every few weeks and we try to never put kids on that floor. In the van on the way to the airport, he read on his phone the story of how a mother, Rachel David, had tossed her seven children off of the 11th floor balcony of the hotel to their deaths before I've jumping herself. I've heard that herself. story. Yeah. Yep. I feel like we even talked about I, it. You know what? You probably heard it because they talk about it on My Favorite Murder. Yep. Yeah, you're so exactly right. And I think I almost brought it up on one of our episodes. Probably. But thought it was overdone. But I have a, I just, I did my own research because I was like, what the yeah. fuck? But uh, back then, the hotel was called the International Dunes. Rachel David was the wife of recently deceased cult leader Emmanuel David. Mm -hmm. Emmanuel David had driven his truck into a canyon in Utah and pumped exhaust into the vehicle just three days prior to his wife committing a murder-suicide with her seven children. Apparently, Emmanuel David believed himself to be God. Cool. And all of his followers were reincarnated biblical figures. Moses, Abraham, Adam, Eve, etc. They also believed that white people are the true Israelites and Did the they? true children of God. And that the star of David belongs to Emmanuel David and not the Jews. Mm. So David was, according to this cult killing himself so that he could be resurrected to bring them all to the kingdom of heaven when he returns in the second coming. But the truth is, Emmanuel David was cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs and what? he <laughs> killed himself because FBI agents were moving towards indicting him on tax evasion and wire fraud. The cult still exists to this day. What? The one child who survived the fall is still alive and she still believes in the whole my dad's a holy savior and my mom did what she had to do by throwing us off the building I thing. Know. Also, I fun fact, Danny Elfman says there a lot when he's writing music, specifically on the 11th floor where the he's very children were thrown inspired by yeah. the the Haunting. death. Yeah. Oh my I couldn't, gosh. Uh, that's so cool. I I love stories where people have experiences and then find out yeah, what actually this happened crazy there. crazy bonkers Because it like corroborates yeah. what happened to Instead them. Of Instead of going into it going like, in oh knowing, my gosh, I knew yeah. about this. Yeah, I love that. Of like, why the hell am I hearing these kids? Yeah. But it's like, oh, oh shit. Especially since it was so real to him that he actually thought there were kids running up and down the hallway. Totally. And was like. Man, how spooky. 
I know. I cold the energy there. We always talk about the negative energy mm-hmm. left behind. Like that is, I mean, all those poor children. And I wonder, you know, the the clerk saying like, we try not to book kids on that floor. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it's because they've had other incidents since then, or if it's because, you know, people complain about the noises so often that they didn't want. I don't know them to yell at the wrong kids or sure, something. like yelling at some innocent kids walking down the hall. But that also that story is scary on so many levels because it's like ghost children. But also a mom threw her seven kids, seven kids. to their deaths. Yeah. But she didn't throw all. She threw the younger ones. And then the, the older, older ones, ones jumped themselves. OK, I think they I were, remember. Reading yeah, something they about were that. old it was enough. A choice. They were old enough. They were like teens, like young teens, but still teens. They were old enough to take their mom down. Like if they, yeah. there were seven if of them. If they wanted to. They yeah, if they didn't want to die. Yeah, they believed that their dad was God was and there, that they were going to be with him. Was there one kid who didn't want to go? I thought I remember from the story there, one kid like kind of tried to fight the mom off, but um, I don't know if there succeed. was a kid that tried to fight the mom off, but from what I read, there were kids who were like hanging onto the railing trying not trying to, not to fall, fall oh. to their death. Man. Isn't that horrible? It's heartbreaking. I can't believe I can't believe you'd be that far gone in that brainwash that you could do that to your kids. That's yeah. just now that I'm with child, I'm extra emotional. <laughs> you know, we've never actually like, talked about it on like the podcast. Like announced that it. you are a pregnant. pregnant. Yay. I'm a pregnant lady. And Yay. it's a boy. And it's a boy. We just found out it was yeah. a boy. So that's new new news. And I get to it's name it. Yeah, Ashley, that's what they said. They it, promised. Yep, we, we See, told you heard it here, it. folks. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be El I'll Diablo. Pick a good one, yeah. <laughs> Frankenstein. Aw, call him Frank. Call Frank. I actually oh, don't hate that. That's one adorable. Bit. Sorry, Alex. Sorry, Frank. Frankenstein's a, like a lovable monster. Oh my god! I thought a cat was next to me, but it's so just a sorry. Black it's just Halloween decorations. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pregnant and Rachel David's awful and don't kill your kids. Don't kill your kids. Okay. I have a story from Gracia, which is a beautiful name. She absolutely had to spell out the pronunciation. I was like, who? Um, Gracia. (laughs) Thank you. Wrote in and she actually had a ton of stories, which uh, this is why I love our listeners because they'll just submit like paragraphs and paragraphs. She has a lot of stories that involve her father and I'm going to read today ones that are just about her dad when he was younger. But she Ooh. did submit ones of her and her dad it, more in the present day. They now live in Washington. That will save for another time. Yes. Um, and I, you know, I always like to read the beginning of their emails because our listeners are so cute. Oh, they're so sweet. She says, okay, I want to start this out by saying this is my favorite podcast to listen to. And yes. you guys are my favorite people, my kindred spirits. I wanted to share some stories that I've been sitting on for a while now with no outlet, so be prepared for one long <laughs> ass email. Um, okay, so here we go. My father was born in Oaxaca, Mexico, way down south in a tiny little village deep in the mountains and the jungles. My dad's first freaky experiences happened here when he was very young, but they were so incredibly disturbing to him that he has remembered them very clearly some 50 years later. First, some context of where he grew up, as this will be important. In the village he grew up in, it was very remote, and the area at this time in the 60s and 70s, southern Mexico, was very undeveloped, and his home was 40 miles to the nearest town with electricity. So there was no electricity, no paved roads, only small dirt roads, and barely any people. So very dark, very quiet, very remote. 
Growing up, my dad was responsible for walking through the mountains and jungle at night when he was as young as five or six to deliver food to his father who worked in the coffee fields miles away. Can you imagine this life? No, I can't. One night as he was making his way home, he heard something that sounded like a group of people talking a few yards ahead of him. He could very clearly make out the sounds of men, women, and children talking to each other. Keep in mind, this is the dead of night at like three in the morning in the middle of the jungle. But my dad, being only six at the time, was hoping that he could catch up to the group and then maybe he could walk back to the village with them so he wouldn't be alone in the middle of the fucking jungle. However, as he tried to catch up with them, they never seemed to get any closer. He could still hear them, and he tried calling out to them a few times, but he never got a reply. Eventually, he tried running to catch up with them, but he couldn't see them, only hear them as though they were nearby beyond the trees. Suddenly, the sound of the voices stopped, and all he could hear was the crickets and the wind through the trees. My father stopped in his tracks and strained his ears to see if the group was still nearby. He didn't hear anything, but what he did hear a moment later immediately terrified him. Somewhere above him, on the hillside of the mountain where he was walking, he could hear something like the sound of something huge coming towards him, and it was growing louder and louder. The sounds of branches breaking and leaves being shaken violently were coming toward him very fast. My father immediately darted forwards and leaped to the ground just a few feet away as a giant boulder the height of a full-grown man broke through the trees and hit where he was standing just a second ago, completely destroying the path he had been walking on. Is his name Indiana Jones? Yes, it is. And that is the twist. <laughs> Indy! <laughs> After this, he immediately got to his feet and ran home, never encountering a single soul on the way. Now, my father has two minds about this. Either the phantom group was leading him to safety, or they were leading him to death by putting him in the path of the rock. We don't know, but it very much bothered him. Now, around the same time and same place, but just during the day, one afternoon, my father, about six or seven now, was making his way home along a small dirt path leading down from the mountains. The grass is a little tall here, but from his position at the top of the hill, you can see pretty far away. As he began walking, my father noticed a man walking along the same path coming towards him. However, this, this wasn't unusual as many men did use this path, but what was weird was the man. He was dressed completely in white from head to toe, a white hat, white shirt, white jacket, and white pants. These were not the clothes of a man going to work or the clothes of any man my father had seen before. As he kept walking, my father grew more anxious about the man as they drew closer together. The man was walking very calmly and slowly as though out for a stroll in the park, but his eyes never looked anywhere else around him, only forwards towards my dad. As they got closer, his eyes eventually... No. Then, his, as he got closer, the eyes were definitely on my father. When they were only a few yards apart, my father grew nervous from this man's constant staring, so he looked down. When he looked up just a moment later, the man was gone. The grass is only a few feet tall in this area, so he could not be hiding there. It was as though the man had completely vanished without a trace, leaving my father alone in the middle of nowhere. Suffice it to say, Mexico is a little fucked up when it comes to the paranormal. <laughs> my dad has told me all sorts of weird stuff about where he grew up, like the crazy fact that before he was even born... There was a family who lived in the mountains, and the woman, the mom, who had lived there, her baby was eaten by a jaguar, oh and apparently you could still hear the mother and baby crying when you're up in the mountains. Fucked up, right? Holy cannoli. <laughs> so, her dad has a crazy childhood. I wonder if, does Mexico have any bigfoot stories oh i'm sure because the boulder throwing mm -hmm. that's We've a big bigfooty thing before. right 
But the whole voices that he was following. I don't know yeah, where that falls the voices in, and the guy in white. Those are definitely very creepy. The guy in white kind of reminds me of... Did he ever say... Hold on. I'm sorry. I don't know if I spaced out. What happened with the guy in white exactly? He just completely vanished. He, he just was walking vanished. towards him, like staring him down. And, and then, then, then the like, boy looked away because he felt uncomfortable. And when he and looked, then when back, he looked back, the he was, was gone. gone. But he didn't like do anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, one time I was driving... I'm pretty, I'm almost 100% positive, like, if the devil's real, I saw him. Really? Because I remember I was driving in uh, the middle of nowhere in southern Illinois, where I'm from, Walnut Hill, to be exact, and I was driving down the, the pretty close to a dirt road. It might as well be a dirt road. It would probably mm. be a better road if it was dirt. Because yeah. it's like shitty gravel, shitty gravel that huge like ruins holes. your car. No one ever fixes them. Cars Occasionally, them they'll out. throw some like oil and rocks down, right. and it's a disaster. Mm-hmm. Like, just make it a dirt road. It would be better for everyone. But I was driving down this road, and I saw this man walking on the side of the road, and he was in a like three piece suit. He was like an older gentleman, three piece suit, tiny briefcase. Ew. Like hat. Why is the briefcase so creepy? The briefcase really bugged what's me. He was like, "What's in there? A contract for my soul, right? Like, what is oh, that? Or is it the collector from Demon Knight? Ooh, it's definitely the collector from He's Demon got some Knight. Key with Christ's blood in it. <laughs> <laughs> but this guy's like walking down the street, and I'm pu- I'm driving, and he's not facing me, right? Hmm. And I'm driving, um, and like, I'm sure that he heard my car coming. It's not like I had a silent car, yeah, but. He like, as soon as I noticed him, I saw the guy and I was like, that's weird. That guy's wearing a three piece suit. Like it's kind of hot out and he has a suitcase. What's in the suitcase? What's going on? And as soon as I started thinking that he stopped walking, like stopped dead in his tracks, his back's still to me. I'm driving kind of slow because I'm like, what the fuck is this guy doing? And he slowly turns and looks directly in my eyes. No, oh, no. And just slightly grins and like grabs the brim of his hat like he's tipping it. He tipped his hat. And I drove on and he just stood there. He didn't keep walking again. Like I saw him just in my rearview mirror. He just car. stood there and watched my car the whole way until he was out of sight and I was like I think that was the devil like I think that was that sounds exactly like what her dad saw yeah he if he's like, not the devil he's like a symbol of something it was just very strange my friend Brittany and I and I've been meaning to she was my high school friend I've been meaning to look up her number she's not on Facebook I think she's on Instagram I need to talk to her because I still I think about this often but I don't know for sure if I'm being honest if it happened or not so I need to confirm with her but I have a memory of us driving around on the back roads of Metamora Illinois which are dirt roads and cornfields that's like it and I remember a woman in white Walking down the street, she was so old, looked like she had possibly escaped a mental asylum because her hair was all disheveled, but her dress was perfectly intact and like white and glowing. And I remember us driving past saying, what the fuck is this woman doing on the side of the road? We turned around, drove past her again, but she didn't make eye contact with us. But it was terrifying that she didn't because we drove past her, I think, three times in the end because we turned around again and she was just looking forward like I'm on a mission. And we both were like, was that a ghost? Is that a real woman? Is she a mental patient? Is she did she just get out of the hospital still? 
Yeah. And I, I've been thinking about this for the past couple of years. It's a random memory that just popped out in my mind and I'm now being reminded of it from this guy's story and yours. And I'm like, I need to reach out to Brittany. I really don't think that was a dream. It's very vivid. Honestly, if you guys ever get a chance, ride around some back roads in Illinois. Oh, some of the yeah. craziest shit has happened to me. and Or like don't. Because honestly, some of the scariest shits ever happened to me out there. I remember one time a kid tried to tried to kill himself in front of our car. Oh. We were on a, a very dangerous street. There's accidents on the street all the time because it's very, the speed limit's like 55, but it's curvy and like mm-hmm. tree-lined and bad. It's called Green it's Street dangerous. Road. And we were, it was me and my friend Amber. Amber was driving and we were on like the 30 mile per per hour patch before it turns into 55 mile per hour. So we were starting to speed up and there was a kid. I even know the kid's name, but I'm not going to say his name because I don't know if many people know about this. But there was a kid who was standing. He was around. I think he was her age, actually. She was a year older than me. Standing on the side of the road. And we were approaching him. And, like, he was facing the road, and his hands were down at sides, and his hands were in fists, and his, like, head was bowed. And it was like, what the hell is this kid doing? He's very obviously, now, I know, getting up the nerve to step in front of her car as she sped up. I mean, we would have hit him going about 40 miles an hour. Yeah. And luckily, I was like, uh, and she was like, what the fuck? Like, we noticed, if we hadn't noticed him, if we had been talking or doing anything else, we would have killed this kid. Oh, my God. Um, Because he stepped out in front of the car, and we we swerved and immediately called 911 and basically said there's a guy, his name is blah, blah, blah. He's on Green Street Road. He's trying to kill himself. Um, He's still alive to this day, so things worked out. Maybe he got help. Then another time, we got lost off of Green Street Road. Oh, my God. Me and Green my friend Street Kristen. Road. We ended up hitting an animal. Oh, it was a done that peacock. Many a time. What? We ran over peacocks. Peacock. <laughs> I was like, we hit turkeys and like deer all the no, time. No, it was a, there were peacock feathers. Shut your damn mouth. Green Street. The grill haunted. of her car. Green Street might have some alien insane. shit going on. I don't know. We hit an animal and we were like, we screamed, obviously, because that's always very scary. And we were like, what the fuck? And like, we pulled over and there were peacock feathers everywhere. And it was like, we just hit a that's peacock. weird. I feel like I never saw peacocks I, around. No. But we are. Oh, did you escape from Hitting the zoo? animals on Illinois back roads I, was so common. Like some people really fucked up their cars I mean, and got died. hurt from deer. Yeah. yeah people would Deer die and like getting... we'd always have like weird turkey crossings. Mm-hmm. And just scary on those back That's roads. That's why I don't like frogs to this day because I remember the frogs in the summer in Illinois. Like you'd be driving down the street and you'd just, you'd hear like thump, 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 yeah. thump. Because they'd jump in front. You'd have smushed frogs in your license All over. plate. Yep disgusting we should tell more stories Um, (laughs) real gross this story was sent in anonymously via our website which i honestly kind of forgot we had (laughs) i literally i didn't read the story so she's reading this to me naturally but i remember the day the email came in that was like someone wrote into your website and i thought excuse me we have a website excuse me what I made this website long before we had a Patreon page, an Etsy page. I do blah, recall, blah, blah. but barely. It's a really nice little website. It's like, just I, fine. It's it gets fine. the job done. Just did its job, I guess. <laughs> no one sees it. Except, except for this person. This person who wants to remain anonymous. Okay. <laughs> On two separate occasions, I have seen a figure standing in my bedroom. 
The first time I was eight or nine. The second time was last year. Starting about two or three years ago, I began hearing two distinct voices in my house. One is a female voice and the other is male. The weirdest part about it is that I think the female is a lot more benevolent and pranky than the male is. Like when I'm home alone, I'll hear what I think is my mother calling me from downstairs only to go down and realize that no one is home. Cool. Once I came home and upon opening the door, I heard the female voice say, oh, he's home. To which I replied, what's for supper? When I realized that it wasn't my mother, I yelled out, it's not funny. And then I heard laughter. (gasps) Not evil laughter, just like a ha ha, we got him kind of laughter coming from my bedroom. Pranksters. The male voice has never done anything particularly malevolent, but I have heard really loud screaming in various parts of my house. Once when I was about 10 or 11, I got into a habit of covering my head with a blanket as I was trying to sleep. One night as I was lying in bed, I heard a voice right next to my head say, do Do what what you you want. want. We know know you're you're still still there." there. What on earth? That was not a fun night. (laughs) I've also heard the male voice singing what sounded like an Irish folk song. Um, It all sounds a bit insane, but that's only because I'm giving about 10 years worth of stories in a couple paragraphs. These things do not happen every day. Usually they are months apart, sometimes years um, when I've stopped thinking about them. Ew. Can you imagine? I don't like it. Do what you want. We know you're still there. That makes me want to scream. That the blanket is protection. The yeah. blanket is protection. Absolutely, nothing can harm you. Like Keep even in paranormal up. activity, she was fine except her foot was sticking out of the blanket. It's true. Keep all body parts under the blanket. If you come out of the blanket, like all bets are off. Yeah, but that's under when the blanket, it's over. Stay under blanket. Monsties guys. can't get you. Monsties. Man, now, that's creepy. Is interesting, and I actually responded to this person and never got. A reply. A reply because my question was, and maybe it was, maybe it was too personal a question. Oh God, what'd you ask? Well, <laughs> have they ever been diagnosed with schizophrenia? Okay. Well, I mean that is personal, but it's fair. Um, because I've actually, and. We just watched today, Lauren and I just watched, I showed her the very first episode of Channel, Channel Zero, Candle Co. Guys, everybody watch it. It's, it's so amazing. It's so good. But uh, in the third season, um, there are several things in the third season that are, I can only assume are taken directly from people who have said that they have schizophrenia, mm-hmm. like some imagery and some some crazy shit that I can only because I've I've read a lot of people explaining their hallucinations hallucinations and this person in particular has never actually seen anything they've only heard things true ranging from laughter to screaming to you know songs and with schizophrenia there's somewhat of paranoia involved right where you would think people are laughing at you where you think people are laughing at you when no one's making a sound and it's very true um i mean you saw maniac i have been thinking of jonah hill this entire yeah so it's it's sort of like what jonah hill but jonah hill was um audible and and visual but this person sometimes schizophrenia is only 
um, an audible thing. I mean, your question is valid. I mean, I sort of jokingly was like, yeah, it's too personal. But some people aren't as open about mental health. No, absolutely not. This person. I can totally understand not being like. Like, yep. Well, that or they read it and they were like, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh God! I'd never I never thought about make that. a phone call. <laughs> right, I have to go. Yeah, that's interesting. That is, a, it's a very valid point to ask. Especially, that. you know, even the paranoia with covering yourself with a blanket and then hearing like, "Do whatever you want." I can. Yeah, see, I we still know, know you're, you're there. there. Wow. Either yeah. way, the story is scary. Whether I know. It's I was going to say mental wh- illness. Seriously, because to hear those worse? voices, like to be burdened with that. Yikes! <laughs> Yikes! Well, yikes, spikes. Um, well, anonymous, I'm sorry you were going through that. This is a story from our dear friend Mitchell, and I say our dear friend because he wrote. He's our dear friend today on social media (laughs) and was like, "You better read my story." No, he didn't say that. He was very nice, but it was funny just being like, "I hope I hear my story." And here's your story, Mitchell. I did want to say Mitchell wrote this to us on Mother's Day, so it's mom-themed. It's about his mom and their youth. I just realized back-to-back I read a dad story, and now I have a mom. I didn't mean to do that, but here we are. (laughs) He said, it being Mother's Day, I have two creepy stories that my mother told me. She graduated high school around 1977, and that summer, her, her brother, and a cousin were driving in a convertible with the top down on a dark night in a hilly, winding road in Northern California. She said they saw a man in a silver jumpsuit jogging next to the car, and when they sped up, he sped up, eventually keeping up by leaping in bounds next to the car and then leaping entirely over the road where they lost him after braking to make sure they didn't hit him. She described him as being unearthly tall and having a leathery cape. She said she couldn't make out his face, but remembered glowing red dots where there should have been eyes, which totally matches the description of Springheel Jack. Oh, and Springheel Jack, Jack, but yes, Mothman too, um, from the Victorian era. So that was crazy. Wait, where was this? Northern California. Northern Cal. Mm, I know. What year? Seventies. Seventy-seven. Ah. I know. Okay. I know. Go I was on, like, sorry. I love all of it. I, I mean, it was fun. W- when did Point Pleasant take place? That was 70 something, too. Something in the 70s. <laughs> Guys, this is all connected. Go on. I know. I just Thanks, loved Mitch, it. All. And I mean, yeah, and there were other people in the car, so I don't think this is just like a, hey, you're a crazy person. You saw right. a guy jump over the road. Um, and then there's a little more to the story. This is very short and sweet, but both wonderful stories, Mitchell. Shortly after high school, Mom moved to Florida where she was dating my brother's father. After her shift at the diner she worked at, she was waiting for her friend to pick her up so they could get dinner and buy groceries when a man in a VW Beetle pulled up and asked if she needed a ride. Mom described him as handsome and charming, but somehow off, like he gave her the creeps. She politely declined, and her friend was pulling up in the nick of time. Weeks later, Mom was watching the news when she saw the man who offered her a ride. It was Ted Bundy. I knew it. This was weeks after he broke into the sorority and killed all those girls, and shortly before he was arrested. If it wasn't for her friend coming, my mom very well could have been a Ted Bundy victim. Was this Northern California, too? This was Florida. 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 Mm -hmm. Yes, of course. This was like right when she moved to Florida. Um, Thank God for her friend coming, because she was charmed by him. I mean, so many people were. A lot of people were. A lot of people... He didn't actually... That we know of, that's the thing, is like, you know, he, he for sure 
it's proven has killed what 30 something women or 27 or something like that but like they they assume it's dozens more yeah so really he could have been successful picking women up in his car um but they from the women that they're they know he murdered he wasn't as successful picking women up in his car yeah I think a lot of people, I think women at the time, especially like with in the 70s and 80s with the like a a ton of serial killers at the time, all male. You'd be on alert. You know what I mean? You'd be a little bit on alert of getting in the car with people. Yeah. Um, But it was also the time of hitchhiking, hitchhiking, I guess. I was going to say, I'm sure people were a little more trusting, but yeah. Damn. Like today, I, I don't. That's I'm trying to remember even... if I've ever seen a hitchhiker. Yeah. And it, it's not male, even on female, my radar. Anything. It's not. And it wouldn't even be a thing to ever be slightly tempted to get into a stranger's no. car. Like that's so not a thing that any woman thinks about nowadays. It's just crazy that in no. the 70s and 80s, I was like, well, maybe. What have I got to lose? I know. Besides that's my life. adventure. <laughs> yeah. Thank God her friend pulled up. But good stories, Mitchell. Happy Mother's Day. (laughs) (laughs) Happy Mother's Day. Thanks for the sweet Mother's Day tale. Sweet Mother's Day tale. Gosh, he sent those in so long ago. I didn't I know. When I really thought about it, I was like, damn. Well, that's what I was thinking. Why didn't we read them on the last one? I don't know. Because I thought we did one in July, June or July, which was still a while ago. We did You Can't Handle the Tooth. (laughs) That was definitely... (laughs) Sorry, it made me giggle because we had so much fun coming up. What did I say? I had another tooth pun. Tooth hurts. Yeah, it was. Yours was better. Um, (laughs) But we had a grand old time thinking of that name. Yeah, we definitely did one in the summer. So sorry, Mitchell, you got gypped. Yeah. But here you are. Yeah, we really screwed you, Mitchell. (laughs) <laughs> but you get to be on the special Halloween episode, Yay! so chill out, Mitchell. Just kidding. Love you. So I do not know how to pronounce this, but... Um, do you want to give it a shot? Ossil? How's it spelled? Now I'm curious. I I, I don't know. Ossiel? Ossiel <laughs> might be it, actually. Ossiel is uh, actually the Reddit name. Oh. Her Reddit name is Ossiel. Okay. And maybe her real name. I don't actually know. So it but could be Aussie. Le. Aussie Le. Aussie Le. But it's spelled A U S S I E L E for anyone who wants to look up Ossiel on Reddit. She writes When I was 14, I was in the bathroom brushing my teeth before bed. As I was walking out of the bathroom, I noticed the shower curtain close a little. I thought my brother was trying to scare me, so I went to open the curtain to say, I got you. Right as I was pulling back the curtain, I noticed a hand with long fingernails holding the curtain closed. Why? I had already gone too far in yanking the curtain back, and there was a lady standing there, not my brother. Her hair was wet like she had just finished her shower. She was in her late 20s or early early 30s. She was normal to skinny build, but looked like she had just had a kid. I thought this because she had stretch marks on her stomach and it was a little floppy. This seems like an odd thing to notice, but I was 14 and I had never seen stretch marks until then. And these were fresh, bright red ones. And I thought they were cuts or scars at the time. She just stood there and stared back at me. 
I only stayed for a few seconds before I ran out screaming. My brother heard me scream and went to check the bathroom and was there within a minute, but the woman was gone. There's no way she could have walked out behind me. I was still within eyesight of the only exit, and my brother came running in immediately. It was really terrifying and so clear. There's no way I could have imagined it. So I had asked her if she felt like the woman was a ghost or if it was a time or a dimension overlap. And she said that the woman definitely saw her and didn't react. So she doesn't think it was a wrinkle in time or a dimension situation because the lady would have been just as scared as she was. Right. Like, can you imagine if yeah. you were getting out of the shower and saw a little girl, yeah. like saw a 14 year old girl and be like, what the fuck are you doing? Why are here? you in here? Um, yeah. So. Wow. She definitely thinks that it was a ghost. She also said that they later found out that the house was owned by a priest before they moved in. I I don't know if that has anything to do with it. She said the house seemed off, but she was the only person who actually saw anything. She said my sister, who was six, would constantly tell my mom ghosts lived there, even though she was never told about what I saw. Also, my brother was in the study when a bunch of books fell from the bookcase after it sounded like it had been ran into. So that's not great. He (laughs) said, uh, oh, besides that, nothing else happened. It just felt weird. My parents were divorced, so mom ended up selling the house because we were all too scared while living there. She said mom. Mom. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, She's either from Australia or, or, yeah, the UK. Mom. Um, what? What? (laughs) (laughs) No, thank you. Like, we normally discuss theories after we hear these stories but i i don't really know what that was i if the woman wasn't scared to see her that could was that a, that's be why like I an actual it, ghost I was like oh my gosh so i was like that could have been like i said it could have been the woman that lived there after right. you or before you and you just but if i feel like if Maybe you it saw was a her true spirit and she saw you she would have reacted all i could think do you remember the story that we had about the bathroom ghost where the girl was like on the toilet and she heard the singing coming from yep. in the shower. Yes. It was like. We had like a whole bathroom episode. We did. Yes, I remember Bathroom that. ghost twice. <laughs> Sugar and spice and bathroom ghost yes. twice. Gosh, we're so um, good at these names. Very good. So I thought about that, but I also, the description of this woman, I mean, it was so detailed. Yeah. Very detailed. I was amazed when you For just kept 14 going. Fourteen year old yeah. to like remember that vivid details, like especially the hand with the long, the long fingernails, fingernails holding the curtain and the stretch she knew her marks, age, her build, the how intense the stretch marks yeah. were. Like she saw everything. Yeah, that's pretty wild. That's intense. Oh my gosh, I can't imagine seeing. That. I can't imagine seeing that and then I'd being be like, "Well, forever. I still live here." I yeah, I was just gonna <laughs> say I'd be so scarred, and I'd be like, "You have." To we got to go. another home. Yeah. yeah, we have to go somewhere else. Goodness gracious. So thank you so much, Osseo yes. or Osseo. We'll never or, know. I'm so or sorry. Write I'm us so in and tell us. Yeah. <laughs> correct us. Guys, correct us, please. Just anytime. Anytime you want. We do lots of things wrong. Unless you don't like a sound effect, then, then we don't care. Take a nap. <laughs> take a nap. <laughs> this next story is from Anonymous. Want to remain anonymous? Came in by email. And she says, my grandmother has been living in the same house in Youngstown. I don't, is it Youngstown, Ohio or Youngstown, Ohio? I've heard of this town before. I thought it was Youngstown, but I feel I like people say Youngstown, but it's spelled Youngstown. I've never Youngstown. been there, so I don't know. I know. I've heard people mention it before. I think it's Youngstown. We're going to go with it. 
because I lived in the same house in <laughs> Youngston, Ohio for over 50 years. My mother and her brothers were raised there, and I spent my entire childhood visiting my grandma in that house, which always gave off a creepy vibe since it was so old and never remastered in any way. When I was young, my mother told me that one time my grandma and the family had an exorcism performed on that house. Whoa. I asked her what happened for years, and she refused to tell me. Finally, at the age of 25, after listening to Keep It Weird, I decided to ask her again. Yeah, that's right. Mom. Yeah, we was, make things happen. That was me adding that in. Mom, what happened in that house? She finally gave in and told me. My grandfather worked nights, and when that was the case, my mom, whose room is directly across from my grandmother's, would leave the door open so she could see my grandma from her bed at night if she needed anything. My mother says this made her more comfortable until once she woke up in the middle of the dark night to look across the hall into my grandma's room. My mother immediately froze as she saw a tall, old, dark woman wearing a long nightgown standing right next to my grandma's bed, and she was looking directly at my mother. My mom started calling out for my grandma, getting louder each time that she yelled mom. The old woman vanished before her eyes as soon as my grandma sat up in bed. My mom and my grandma never saw this woman again, although they found out that before my grandma bought the house, a woman had hung herself in the middle of the night in that very room in the house. Rewind just a few years, my mother and her brothers were playing around with a Ouija board in the old house. Oh, well. This one, no, right? This was interesting to me. When I used to play with my friends, we would always move the piece real slow from letter to letter, thinking it meant something. My mom informed me that isn't how it works at all. Apparently, the piece moved in circles round and round until you asked it something, and then it would rhythmically move from letter to letter at an alarmingly quick rate. It's not always the case, but if that happened for you, something's definitely going on. Yeah, I was um, say that sounds, uh, sounds like really the most awful, horrifying thing I've ever heard of. The fact that her mom was like, "No, it no, spins it doesn't. In circles. No, it, it spins in circles. Sometimes it lifts in the air and twirls around, yep, and then hits you in the head." <laughs> she and her siblings called upon what the spirit called itself. Teenagers who died. Wait, she and her siblings called upon what the spirit called itself. What? <laughs> I've read the story before, I promise. I feel like I'm not reading this in the correct way. Because then it says in quotations, teenagers who died in a car accident. Oh, the spirit was calling itself that. Okay, so it was like a group? Anyway. But as they continued asking questions, they realized the spirit was lying to them. When they asked, are you really teenagers? The board answered, no. It was a demon, it said. But he told the kids that he didn't like hanging around the house because there were too many positive spirits. My family was also very religious, I should tell you. The demon explained that there were good spirits and bad spirits, kind of like the devil and angel on your shoulder. My mom is skeptical, so she asked, if you're a demon, what's the last thing I did that made me feel really bad about myself? The answer was that she had called my grandma an asshole in the parking lot of a store for some reason, but my mother was alone and said that out loud in confidence and that no one could have possibly known that, but the demon promptly spelled out on the Ouija board, Mom, asshole. The kids kept playing with the board despite the warning from the demon, and eventually, since they kept inviting it into the house via the board, it began to haunt the whole house. A tall, dark man in a top hat would appear over my grandma's sleeping body. My uncle was just a boy and says that once he opened his eyes in the middle of the night to see a dark-hooded creature floating over his bed, and it was all up in his face. He described the experience as the worst feeling he's ever had, and he hadn't been able to move, speak, or breathe until the figure disappeared. 
While playing the board, my uncle had found out the demons can't make you physically do anything or harm you, but they can enter your mind and make you make horrible decisions. My uncle believes that the demon was floating over him and was trying to possess him or enter his mind. He's an artist now and paints really creepy pictures of the hooded figure, most of the time accompanied by an angel. He also became a pastor when he was a bit older, which makes sense. After this happened several times, my grandma called an exorcist to bless every room in the house, and the old lady, the top hat man, and the hooded figure never returned. They had to burn the Ouija board, and to this day, my grandma refuses to leave that creepy-ass house. Goodness gracious. (laughs) First of all, grandma, why do you still live there? First of all, grandma. Second of all, get. I mean, I guess if, like, they haven't been seen again. Yeah, Nothing but fear. still, I would just never. Yeah, recover. I probably wouldn't feel like, awesome. Me. <laughs> some <laughs> people like, huh? are brave, though. That stuff happens. They're like, oh no, like I called a priest and we sprinkled some holy water and I'm fine. And I burned like, some sage would, and like everything worked out. I would light the house on fire and run. But yeah, that I wonder if she story can get so many she or he. I don't know. I wonder it's if a girl. What? Just out in her. Well, I mean, <laughs> she's still anonymous. Um, I wonder if anonymous could get us a picture of one of the uncle's paintings to share. <gasps> Ooh, I bet. Yeah, I can ask that's... her. She's been responsive because I, I think I replied and screamed in caps like, lock. Excuse like, excuse me, what? And I was also like, I can't believe it took you twenty five years to get that story. And she was like, Trust me, I know. trust me, I can't believe it. Yeah, that's crazy town. I'm so glad that information finally came out. I wonder, I mean, you know, they said they played with a Ouija board, but the Ouija board, they obviously had activity there before they pulled the Ouija board out. So I'm wondering, like, what happened there initially to haunt the place or possess the place? The woman hung herself. That was the only thing we knew, but then I don't know the demonic. Well, and I wonder if the woman hung herself because she was under the influence of something demonic. Or negative. That's interesting. Or just a very <laughs> negative energy. Something horrible is going on in that house. Jeez Louise. Oh my God. But yeah, I think my favorite part is definitely the mom being like, oh, that's not how Ouija boards work. Yeah, it that's not. Spins and no, circles. No, it spins in circles. It's like, no, it doesn't. darts from letter to letter. <laughs> no, you had a crazy demon. Yeah, you had a crazy demon or a ghost that had gotten into the coffee grounds because that, <laughs> that is madness. Ghost on Adderall. This story comes from Marie, and you can actually find her on Reddit as well. Um, username Lofty Flapmouth. I love it. It's the best. It's a great name. Marie says that this story takes place during college on Halloween. <gasps> hey, Halloween. <laughs> on Halloween, I took a pendulum to an old battlefield with my friends to try and communicate with spirits or whatever. All in good fun. But after that night, crazy shit started happening to me at my apartment. We all know that sometimes things can follow you home. It's especially interesting how many times things follow people home from graveyards. And I wonder if that has to do with sort of like how when you when you use a Ouija board, you always say goodbye. Mm hmm. Because if you don't say goodbye, then you don't close off the communication. Right. And I wonder if there's some sort of Ouija, or Ouija board cemetery 
equivalent equivalent where you're to that to where you're supposed say, to say goodbye, have a proper goodbye or like, and i'm heading out it was nice to see you or like good That's visit because i've heard this happening a lot back to so, the story sorry yeah maybe things are just sticking on to people maybe. they're like you didn't say bye you didn't say bye and i can come home with you if i want oh god after that night crazy shit started happening to me at my apartment the first sign was my keys continuously went missing I'd unlock the door, set my keys down, go about my business, and they would just be gone. Even when I was alone in the house. I enlisted my friends once to search the entire house. We looked under the mattress, moved all the furniture, dug around in the couches. I had about four sets of keys go missing. Then my door started slamming. I'm a skeptical person, so I tested everything. I checked the hinges. I opened and shut the front door to see if the airflow triggered it. Nothing. My bedroom door would just slam shut on me every so often. I left for a week on vacation. When I came back, my picture of Jesus that I kept on my dresser was on the floor face down. There were stabs all over his face. Oh, God. Like someone just poked holes all through it. I told a storytelling class. Or I took, I'm sorry, I took a storytelling class. Our assignment was to tell a ghost story. So as I was practicing in the dining room alone, a full water bottle that was sitting on the island flung itself off the table violently. I had a friend move in with me, and after that, all the weird stuff just stopped. Oh. Now, this is her epilogue. It was my final day at the apartment. I had all my friends over as a final farewell to the first year of college. And one of my friends was like, what is this? There's something in your couch. And he pulled out a set of my keys. <gasps> Everyone immediately started feeling around the couch. And every single set of missing keys was in my couch. Stuffed in the couch. It's like my poltergeist was saying goodbye as well. Whoa. She said they searched the couch. They searched like the couch. Like she had definitely they 100% the searched before, the couch. And the keys weren't there. And, you know, I... Poltergeist let it go. Right? Oh we gosh. questioned... Uh, Marie It was questioned about, you know, the validity. Like, maybe your friends were pay- playing a trick on sure. you. And maybe they were the ones that were taking your keys. And she said, absolutely not. Like, one, they're not the type of people that would do that. But two... A new, I had to, I had to purchase a new set of keys. Friends wouldn't let the prank go yeah, that far. Eventually, they, it'd be like she I was had like, them. it was like fifty dollars because it was my house key, my yeah, car key. It was like fifty dollars to replace it every time, and I would have to like skip meals that week. Mm-hmm. I'm in college. No friends would. I would do be that. crying over it, and my friends would be comforting me. Like, there's no way that they would continue right. this prank after that. I agree. You know what I mean creepy so she was like they absolutely didn't do it and i lived alone like there was no reason and we searched the fucking couch yeah. like we searched the couch Ooh, the stab marks on jesus the, yeah that was pretty that's creepy that's where it takes like a dark yeah because you can almost be like oh a little a little prank gone wrong but that part's yeah that creepy. part's a little unsettling uh team too much yep <laughs> team too much as we like to say i wonder you know i didn't ask but i should have i'll i'll message her and see but i wonder if it was framed like with glass Mm -hmm. and the stab marks happened on the other side of the glass or if it was there was no glass in the frame that's a good question but that was something that happened um did you ever see veronica Mm -hmm. okay in the real story that happened 
Um, everything paranormal that happens in the real story of Veronica, I can't think of her name actually that it happens to. I feel horrible, but um, sh- it all took place. Most of the paranormal stuff and the demonic stuff took place after Veronica was dead. Oh Veronica yeah, that's died. true. Then she the died family of, like, started to go through natural hell. causes, right. and the family went through hell. And, and a lot of it um, was their photos being like torn. One apart of them or... was burned. Yeah, in a frame. The frame was untouched, but and the, the photo was, was burned. burned. That story, if you guys haven't a seen the movie or b the movie's read really the wonderful. Real life story, like get on it. Yeah, get on it's, it's, it's crazy. Incredible. It's insane that. And it was corroborated by the entire family, friends of the family, Mm -hmm. and the cop that investigated the case. The police had to see some of that batshit crazy stuff. I can't imagine walking into some of the stuff that was happening there. No. Anywho. Anyways. Thanks, Marie. Yeah, Marie. Wowza. Amazing. Uh, Username Lofty Flatmouth. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. It's really good. Marie, we love you. Um, this next story is very short and sweet and has a little question at the end, which, I mean, we definitely won't have the answer to, but we will discuss and can definitely respond to the email and give you more info. But it's from Dana. Hi, Dana. Um, Dana says, he perfect example of what I was saying earlier. She started it with, I don't know if you are still doing this, Girl, but I have a ghost are. story to share. <laughs> we will always be doing this. I'm an only child and grew up in New Jersey in a house with my mom and stepdad. This was maybe the beginning of eighth grade. And because we had more students than room at my school, we were all put on a split schedule. So long story short, I had to be up about an hour and a half sooner than I had ever had to be before. Now, I had always had weird feelings in that house, feelings of being followed or watched, feelings of dread, etc., My stepdad had actually told me that the house was haunted by the man that used to live there and who had died from cancer. Oh, and also, apparently there was an Indian burial ground on the property. Yep, no shit. That's what she actually said. No shit. He said he'd seen him before and things would move around the house, lights would flicker, that kind of thing. I would be alone a lot and I would often say out loud, please don't scare me. I have to live here too for years. And it actually worked. Just so cute. That's such a nice response. That's very sweet. I have to live here too. (laughs) I love it. So this particular morning, I wake up at the ass crack of dark o'clock. I love that. (laughs) And open my bedroom door. The house is at one level, so my door opens to view the kitchen. And then the bathroom door to the right. I was headed down towards the bathroom, and I look up and can see into the dark kitchen. At the stove and facing me was a man. He was looking down as if fixing something on the stove, but then he looked up, craned his neck slightly, and looked right at me. Absolutely not. He wore a flannel shirt, jeans, and suspenders. When he looked at me, I could see he was not solid, and he had no eyes. I mean, they either weren't there, or they were completely black. They weren't missing from some accident. They just weren't visible to me? Question mark? At which point, I walked into the bathroom and proceeded to get ready for school. Yeah, I know. No freak out, no screaming, no nothing. I think I was maybe just shocked and didn't know how to react. I tell my mom about it later that day, and she confirmed that it was Jim. And yes, that's what he's usually wearing from when they've seen him. It's fine. Sure, yeah, mom. Cool. I assume that I startled him, and maybe I walked into his normal morning routine and he wasn't expecting me. I really don't think he was trying to scare me, and that's the only time I've actually seen a full-form ghost. What could be a ghost? However, I have had a number of imaginary friends as a small kid, and I remember one so clearly. His name was John, he wore a suit, and he was 42 years old. 
I always wondered if this was a real person, a ghost, a spirit guide, an angel. I don't know. What are your thoughts? I mean, I would imagine as, you know, most children with imaginary friends have age-appropriate imaginary friends, right. one. This was or, a 42-year-old you man. know, I have an imaginary friend. She's a pig. She right. wears ties. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, imaginary friends usually don't. I don't think of all the stories that I've read about kids having imaginary friends, they usually don't have super distinct backstories. Right. It's usually not like, he's 42, he wears a suit. She knows the specific age of 42 makes me think, like, you were seeing, whether it's a ghost or someone from, you know, another timeline, like, she was seeing someone. Yeah, because... It wasn't just this little imaginary place. Children of that age, too, they they don't have... They don't have the concept of 42. Right, that's what I was thinking. If you ask... A child, if you're like a 40-year-old mother and you say, like, how old do you think I am? They'll be like 18. Mm-hmm. They don't have Or concept. they go the other way. They're like, you're 100. You're 110. And you're like, yep. Yeah. So, like, anything in between. 42. 42 that's such a that's weird That's not an age, age. that yeah. a child would. Like, his name was John. He wore a suit. He was 42. I... I mean, and I love the question of like, was he a spirit guide? Was he an angel? I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. It, like there are so many possibilities, which like I said, of course, we don't have the exact answer, but I definitely don't think it was an imaginary friend that you made up in your head. No, that I think seems you were seeing someone from less likely from another life or from the heavens. Or... What? I wonder uh, if she has any uh, stories about John. I know. I need to dig into that. Yeah, more. like any specifics. I the fact that she said imaginary friend makes me think like he was friendly. He wasn't scaring her yeah. at all. It seems like he hung around and was sometimes kind to her, kids so. will have like get in fights with their imaginary friends. Mm-hmm. Be like we're mad at each other. Be right. like she said something mean to me. But yeah. um, I would say if imaginary friends are terrorizing a child, then you need to uh, look into it because it's either. Something sinister happening in the house, like ghost wise, or the kids being bullied by human. Right. Kids. Actually being bullied, yeah. and this is like a reaction that's yeah, coming Yeah, this is out a reaction yeah. that's happening. No, absolutely. I'll definitely talk to Miss Dana and see if we can get more information on John. But I would definitely say between 42 year old John and seeing the man in his suspenders, I mean, there's definitely a sensitivity going I through can't. that family. With the man in suspenders. And the fact that the parents are neck. like, it's Jim. Like, why? <laughs> what? But I, love, I totally this understand. Calm, I know. This family rules. Calm, but cool I, I, um, th- I totally understand what she means by she saw the full formed figure of him yep. and just was like, okay. And I then like went ready. to the bathroom because I did the same thing mm-hmm. when I saw Ben in my living room you were doing laundry i was doing laundry and i was walking through the living room with my laundry basket i look over i saw a fully formed man in Mm. my living room and i just went okay and i kept walking and it wasn't until i like walked past the living room that i like dropped the basket and went back in sure because i was like what the fuck what what complete shock and also if you see that full form you're also like Oh, yep, that that person's sitting there and Mm -hmm. that's where they're supposed to be. And your body, I feel like, takes a minute to process. Oh, shit, you don't belong there. What? No. Yeah, that's crazy. Boy, oh, boy. Boy, oh, boy. (laughs) 
So definitely have some follow-up emails to send from this episode, which is always fun. I yeah, like which to, is great. I like always to like get more info. Yeah, after I, we record, I'm always like, I should check in on this. Right. Because you'll usually say something. I'm like, good question. I I'm going to ask. more information. <laughs> okay. I'm shifting gears a little bit here. I'm moving away from the haunted houses and moving away from the paranormal and shifting towards the supernatural. I'm very excited. This story is sent in by Riley. Riley says, when I was in sixth grade, I woke up one day with four very small holes on my upper right thigh. It looked like the skin had been cut out in perfect tiny circles, yet there was no blood. The circles were in a straight line and across my thigh horizontally, no more than six inches wide completely. I also felt very tired and I couldn't remember what I had dreamt, which is weird for me since I pretty much remember every dream I have every night. I put band-aids on them and went to school as usual. The next morning I wake up and there are three new holes right above the previous four. I woke up once again very tired and drowsy and was now weirded out by how symmetrical everything was that I showed my mom, who said it was most likely an ant or spider bites. The next morning, two more holes above the previous three, and the morning after that, one. This is when I was seriously scared, since the holes now formed a triangle that pointed to my knee, and they weren't even scabbing over. There was no blood or anything. I was so tired and confused, and I was scared to go to bed, so I stayed up really late, but woke up the next morning not even knowing when I had fallen asleep. Um, only dark and then morning. When I did wake up, I was suddenly very alert. And when I threw my blanket off my legs, I found that all the holes were completely gone. No. No scarring, no scabbing, or any trace of the circles on my thigh. I showed my mom and she just brushed it off as if they had healed like any other cut. Mom. I'm honestly not sure if this is related, but I do feel like there's a correlation. After this happened, I couldn't comprehend math anymore. What? I had excelled at math all my life, but after this incident, it was like numbers had no meaning to me and I couldn't figure out simple equations. I went to an advanced school and had been learning algebra and geometry and was doing great, but then it was like, poof, all my math knowledge and comprehension was gone. To this day, I can't even do simple addition problems without double checking them. Now, as for recurrences after this, I haven't had anything physical happen to me again, but I do have constant dreams of being skinned alive in a very white and large room where there's a constant humming of voices in the background. I always find it strange that the skinning always begins in my pelvis or upper thigh area, and I can always feel the hands doing it, but I can never see anything. The hands are very hard and cold and move very slowly over me, and I can feel every little thing they do, yet I have no ability to do anything about it. I will also note that when I have these dreams, like clockwork, it will feel like I've been sleeping for hours and hours, uh, but when I manage to wake up, no more than 20 or 30 minutes have passed. Whoa. <laughs> Excuse oh me. Oh, my God. 
fish. So what is going on there? Aliens? Like it sounds I have no very idea. alien, it's... but also I have no what? clue. I don't know what's going on there. Also, mom, get your shit together. I would be so pissed. My mom was just like, "It's a spider bite. Oh, it's gone. Healed overnight." No, no, absolutely to none of the not. Above. I just what? like the fact that it was like one like. Did it go four three two one? Four three two one, and they were like pointing toward her knee, Mm. and she said they were perfectly symmetrical. All of them were no blood, no scabbing. No, no blood, no scabbing, and then gone. And then she has the skinning she felt on her thigh. Yeah, she when she has dreams about being skinned alive, it starts in In the area area. where she had those holes. And the, not being able to comprehend math anymore. I mean, she said she was like, I went to an advanced school. I was doing advanced mathematics. And after the holes were gone, I could never do math again. That's the weirdest fucking thing I've ever heard. What? Pardon my French, but what? <laughs> what the fuck? I I can't. I mean, a- aliens is the only Riley word I can aliens. say. Like, That's I it. don't. It was aliens. It was aliens. I don't understand. Maybe they had to poke the holes to get to her brain to take away the math. <laughs> I don't know. I either. Oh, that's so bizarre. But it does seem like she's having PTSD-like dreams. Oh, yeah. After, and, and, and the dreams afterwards, like the PTSD that she's having about being in a room mm-hmm. with these hands on her, right. being taken out of her. Sure bed her environment and always waking up drowsy too that's very interesting that is very weird and feeling like it was so long but only just like 20 minutes yeah i mean that story has so many elements to it and all of them just make me say huh (laughs) (laughs) also i have to say you scared the living daylights out of me because you were looking slightly over my shoulder i think my phone was lighting up and it was catching your attention but like you know when you see someone's Uh eyes like go behind you and you're like what the fuck (laughs) is sneaking up on my shoulder (laughs) so my heart is beating out of my chest i'm turning my phone upside down andrew miller's gonna love that because one time i was telling him when i think like if i'm in the middle of a sentence and i'm thinking of the right words like of how to like describe something i always i'm looking off yeah. In any direction. I'll look down. Yeah, I'll look I at do my that hands. Too. I look. I'm horrible at eye contact. I always have been. Especially if I'm not friends with you or I'm not like intimate oh, with yeah. you. I'm, I will like not that. look at your face. Fair. Like I'm bad. <laughs> it's, fair. it's horrible and so rude and I'm so sorry. But <laughs> um, one night I was telling Andrew some scary stories. And I have an excuse because... It, it was very distracting. There was a television, an older style television in the room, and it was off. So it was just like the black screen. Yeah. And the reflection in the screen was just really fascinating to me. I don't remember if it was like inverted. It was just like, I just yeah, couldn't, couldn't stop, stop looking, looking at, at it. it. And I was like talking to him. We were talking about scary stuff, but I kept looking over like this, like as I was oh, telling I him. Oh, I would have killed And he you. was like, why the fuck do you keep yeah. looking over there? And I was like, I'm so sorry. Andrew, I hope like, you're listening to this. I feel you so hard. And Ashley I'm just so did sorry. that to me, which I get Your it. Phone my my yeah. phone was lighting up and I, yeah, I'm in a, awful group text that's on fire right now but like you just looked right over my shoulder and I was like there's 
definitely going to be a tiny man <laughs> in a top next hat. Next to my shoulder with a top hat on. I apologize. Woo! Uh, we're fine. We're fine. Okay. <laughs> uh, bloop, blop, bleep. Bloop, oh. blop, bleep, bloop, bloop. I have a story from Rayanna, which again, oh, thank you for the name. help with the pronunciation. Everyone keeps spelling it out for me. We have great listeners. Rayanna, who has some comments on the Velisca Axe Murder House. Ooh. And she has her own story that she submitted, but also she listened to our episode and had some comments on things we were talking okay. about. So this is like update and story. Thought it cool. was fun. Okay. It. Rayanna says. I just recently started listening to the Keep It Weird podcast Hello. and I'm obsessed with it. Obsessed with you. And how fitting that you did an episode all about places in Iowa when I recently moved to Iowa. For a while now, I've been curious about all things surrounding the Velisca X murders. And I'm definitely not an expert, but there were a few things you guys were cur- curious about that I may know the answer to. Ooh. You talked about the bacon lying on the floor in the room where the friends were killed. Uh-huh. And some people think that the bacon was used by the killer to masturbate. It was like his lube. Oh, God. I think this was because the Rihanna, older girls. I know. Keep it to me. yourself. <laughs> <laughs> keep it to yourself. They think this was because the older Ugh. girl's dress was up, exposing the bottom half of her body. They don't think raped? she was sexually assaulted, which I think we did comment on that. But it was a visual for this sick freak. Another thing I Rihanna, found. Rihanna, take that to your grave. I know. Sweet <laughs> like, Lord. Awful. Another thing I found interesting was that all the mirrors were covered with sheets around the house. And we think this is because the killer couldn't tolerate to see himself or herself in the mirror while carrying out these killings, which I like that as well. Because I think that's probably And they weren't Jewish. No. The family wasn't Jewish. I don't think so. Because if they were Jewish and and someone in the family had died recently, then that would make sense. Yeah. I don't think they they were... They cover all the um, mirrors, all the surfaces um, in which you can see your reflection to because it's a distraction from your grief, from your. That is true. But I'm now remembering and maybe I'm like thinking mixing up all the Iowa stories. But I feel like they the pastor in town was one of the suspects because they were going to church. So they definitely weren't Jewish. Very true. It would have been a rabbi. Yeah. And. That would make sense, too, if the killer was just so disgusted with himself. Right. If it was Not a man of God. And who... the guy didn't touch the girl. The girl was exposed, but wasn't actually assaulted, which makes you think maybe this person had, like, some restraint, even though they're yeah. still very sick. Well, there are, you know, I mean, you think of, this is probably horrible thing to say, but you think of uh, uh, priests who are pedophiles. Yes. And to them... That is still staying pure for God, yep. Because children aren't the same as having an adult partner, mm-hmm. which is like the most fucked up it's thing. So fucked. So up. they wouldn't. They would like. They would absolutely like deny sexual advances from an adult sure. because that would be. Uh, the biggest sin. A That'd sin. Be breaking all the rules. Yeah, but children are innocent. So right. Just fucking Ugh, kill it's me. It's just all Anyways. awful. Wow. But yeah, I thought those were good updates. Yeah, I like, absolutely. You. I mean, gross, I mean but... the worst, but right. thank you. Um, okay, so then she continues on. This past March, I actually had the opportunity to go to the Velisca house. It was a gift to my boyfriend for Christmas. For $500, we were able to be in the house from 4 p.m. to 9 a.m., which is a very long time. You weren't allowed <laughs> to sleep on any of the beds, but who the hell are we kidding? You can't sleep in there at all. 
And if you can, props to you, balls of steel. Anyway, after we walked in, I automatically felt sad and just anxious, as if someone was hovering over me the entire time. The only time I felt relief of this feeling was when we went to a restaurant nearby. Some say the kids' spirits like to play with toys, so we brought a ball. My boyfriend, his friends, and I sat around the parlor and started to roll the ball back and forth to each other. We introduced ourselves to whoever was in the room and invited them to play with us. And they did. No. She put in all caps. The ball would stop randomly and change directions mid-roll. Oh, we geez. looked to see if the floor was unleveled. It wasn't. We looked to see if there was a draft. There wasn't. Now, I'm not sure how legit this is, but my boyfriend downloaded an app before we got there. I don't know the exact name of it, but it would detect words from spirits, which hey. is the same app Ashley mm -hmm. had when she would talk to Ghost Ben box. in her old apartment. Um, so they download this app and it would detect words from spirits that we can't hear with our own ears, blah, blah, blah. A few strange words that appeared on the app that night. Demon, multiple times. Evil and dot, 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 pastor. Yep. Oh. Made me freak out too. After seven hours of feeling a heavy weight on my chest and not feeling well, my boyfriend finally took me outside where I bawled my eyes out and begged to go home. Once we left the town, I felt a weight being lifted off my chest. Needless to say, when we got home, we slept with all the lights on and yeah, the no TV shit. on. The same night we got home and well into the next day, my boyfriend was so sick. We're chalking that up to the evil that may reside there. It was a crazy experience, but I would never like to feel that way again. But take me to more haunted places because I do like the thrill. <laughs> Thanks for reading, ladies. And thank you for making me laugh at my desk multiple times a day. Love, Rihanna. And she put, after she said love, she put in parentheses. Is that weird? <laughs> and when I replied to her, I signed it with love as yeah, well. Yeah, no, it's like, not no, weird. We not love weird. you so much. Um, Ew. Gross. Yeah, holy balls. Holy my, balls. And I feel like my sister had similar stories, too, she of did, things yeah. like rolling around the uh -huh, floor in the kids' room, and they, like, checked for... Checked to make like, sure it was yeah, level. Checked was level. to make sure there wasn't any devices. Yeah. Because I could totally see Of course, a they're place making like money that. off yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. It um, seems like... I mean, if they do have devices in there, they are killing it. Yeah, Because no one can it. find them. And that's the thing. Like, if they do, more power to you. Like great business model. Gross. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> no one can find them. But it definitely sounds like that place gives you like the willies the second yeah. you're in there. And interesting that the boyfriend got And super you know sick. what? That would be such a cool experiment. We talked about this earlier today, um, for reasons unknown. Wink. We that would be such a cool <laughs> that was a experience. Terrible wink, I did beg you. <laughs> I did I didn't do a good one either. I winked with the wrong eye. Um what a cool experience it would be is if you you took a person or a group of people there. You did not tell them they were at the Viscilla Axe Murder House. Mm -hmm. You just said, "Here's a bed and breakfast. Yes. Stay the night and just see Ooh, if they so report smart. the same thing." Because if I'm staying in a place where I know multiple murders took place, you're gonna feel darkness, and I know all this other crazy shit. And I know some pastor masturbated with bacon. I'm going to smell like, bacon. I'm going to have <laughs> nightmares. Like, I'm going to be uncomfortable. I agree. No and matter how much I tell myself, like, I'm going to be subjective. I'm not going to. I'm going to walk in and be like, well, that was a chill. Uh, that's it. It's haunted. Demons. I'm going to be like, someone demons, tap me on the demons. shoulder. <laughs> someone tap me. No, that's so true. And like, the cooking. thing is, even when you walk up to the place, like I've looked at pictures of this, or maybe my sister was showing me her pictures. The sign out front is like, Villisca Axe Murder House. And it's like written with like dripping blood yeah. letters. Like they 
make it horrible. Yeah. That's such a good point. Let's take the sign out of the yard. Tell someone it's this mm-hmm. adorable bed and breakfast in Iowa. It's a B&B. See what happens. I'll run it. I'm adorable. You are adorable. I, I won't even you. wear all black. I'll put some colors like, on. Wear pink and like have a little bow. That's too far. Oh, okay. I, I've said too Way much. too Navy? Navy. Navy. Okay. A beautiful color. <laughs> wow. Thanks, Rihanna. That the, that was wonderful. And like, thanks for the updates. Because yeah. you know when, when we're in those episodes and we're like, what does this mean? And who was that? Like, we want you Why to is there us. bacon? Yeah. If, if you, you know, ever know any tiny detail about something, let us know. Because we don't know shit. Mm-mm. Okay. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. No, we don't. Okay. This story comes from Leah, not Campbell. I was like, what? <laughs> Leah, her Instagram handle uh, is what I'm crediting today. It's Leah B. B- Anyways, it's spelled oh. at. <laughs> Look. I'm sorry. Leah. Oh, B-B-A? it's like Leah B. B. <laughs> it's exactly what Ashley said. See, I wasn't crazy. It's at L-E-A-H-B-B-E-A. Because you want, I want to think it's Leah Bia, but why are there two Bs? Leah Bia. Leah Bia. Bia? Mm. <laughs> we'll tag her in something. She seems cool. Okay, here we go. So <laughs> this one just, I can't. This, oh, no. It's, I'm scared I just, I'm going to pee. I wouldn't say I was abducted by aliens specifically. Oh, okay, well, there's a start. <laughs> but I was definitely taken somewhere. It was more of an abduction of consciousness, if that makes sense. I don't know. It might have been my body, too. It was a weird feeling. I can't really explain it. I was sitting at the park one day in broad daylight with four or five friends. I lived in a small community in the Midwest. Midwest. So the park was empty except for us. We were talking and smoking, just cigarettes for me, nothing that would alter my consciousness in any way. When suddenly everyone just kind of slowed down and eventually froze completely, myself included. I couldn't move or talk. I couldn't blink. I had to focus really hard on just breathing, and then I blacked out. I woke up alone in a dark, nearly pitch black room with three large illuminated screens around me. On the screens, I saw the park from above, the exact spot where my friends and I were sitting. It felt like I was in that room for hours until I blacked out again. I finally came to and realized I'd been crying hysterically on the ground. The rest of my friends seemed pretty wrecked too, like they had all just experienced something equally terrifying. I was the first one of us to speak. I said, I think I met God. And they all responded with similar brief statements. I remember one girl saying, we're on TV somewhere, which expressed the feeling of being watched, unsafe, and violated really well. I can't remember what anyone else said, just the general idea of we just got taken somewhere. Hmm. We didn't talk about it besides one weird short sentence each. And that was the strangest part for me, that we didn't talk about it. But we all understood that we'd seen the same thing. It felt like we couldn't talk about it where it or they could see us talking about it. We left immediately and haven't spoken about it since. I don't keep in touch with those friends anymore, but it would be interesting to know if they felt like it was an abduction of some kind, too. Whoa. That's an episode of Black Mirror. That is. That's all I thought the whole time. The Black worst Mirror thing I've ever was heard. written after them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, Can you imagine? They oh literally just kind of like it's like it's like that. It reminds me of that scene in the Matrix where 
I think it was like the th- revolutions. It was like the third one, I think, where Neo or maybe it was the second one. Doesn't matter. Where Neo ends up in like the room with like the guy who created the Matrix, mm-hmm. and he's got all those TVs, and he can see, and his he can life. see all kinds of anything that's happening on these TVs, and it also shows different dimensions on these TVs right. too. And I know that's a movie, but but it sounds like that. That's it sounds like that. That's yeah. what it sounds like. And you know, she she blacks out, comes to. In a room with screens, with TV screens. Right. And can see And the can park. see herself. Yeah. On the screen. At that freaking park. I would, I, I don't. And the don't fact that she came that to and she was just crying hysterically yeah. and all of her friends were looking like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. Something happened to them. Absolutely. I don't know what. I would say that if they had been in a house somewhere, I would say... Carbon monoxide poisoning, maybe. Sure, you can blame it on something. Um, I would say if they had all been on mushrooms, that would make sense. But no drugs. But the fact that they, they were, were like outdoors, smoking cigarettes, like standing just in outside. The, of the world. That is very unsettling. Yeah. That's true. Like, not that many factors that could have interfered and made no. them all think this crazy thing. Yeah. And the fact that whatever happened to them scared them so much that they didn't talk about right. it. That they just and kind of were like, apart, holy too. shit, like what happened? That's weird. And the, it, it's kind of like an it scenario. Yeah. Where it's like, it happens. It's bananas. Mm-hmm. You don't talk about it. You don't talk to each other. You all move nope. out of town. And you don't talk to each other. And Let then 27, 27 years, years later, you get a call from Mike uh, Hanlon, who's I like, it's back. What? Yeah. It's back. Oh my gosh. What if that happens to her oh gosh like they're gonna all call each other like need updates i saw the tvs again yeah did you see them i saw them too oh my gosh yeah and it seems like part it seems to me that part of the reason they weren't able to talk about it it's almost like they knew they needed to be silent like they felt there was some sort of threat from whoever took them whoever is now watching those screens it felt like oh like we can't talk about this here it's unsafe like they knew it was something whatever wrong and weird saw zip it my (laughs) next story is from my sissy julia (gasps) yay julia i love hearing from her she sent us in a story she did actually have another josie update that i'm just gonna throw in really quick but then her other story is actually unrelated which is new josie the niece the baby who's now just over a year old so alex julia's husband um wakes up for work super super early like four in the morning Mm -hmm. and two nights in a row this only happened twice but it was two nights in a row when he woke up to like come down to the kitchen start making his coffee and getting his breakfast ready a toy would go off it's always a freaking toy and it wasn't the one like saying it was just like a song this time he'd go over look for the toy shut it off whatever was lighting up and going off and then as soon as the toy would shut off Josie would start screaming upstairs and this happened two nights in a row and like she would scream cry but then was totally fine and put herself back to sleep but it was like the exact time that Alex was like oh found the toy beep beep and then she would scream bloody murder cry for like a minute and then go to sleep what if she's astral projecting Astral projecting, that's when you leave your body and can move around spaces. Um, Insidious. Oh, yeah. That's what it's called. Things are happening in the house and it's actually like... But you're like outside of your body. Yourself. Right. 
doing the thing. So if she Do you think she was playing with the toy and was like, Dad, you took it away from me. And so she's screaming in the real world. And then she wakes up screaming. That could absolutely be true. That's it. She's living an insidious (laughs) life. Careful. Also. When you leave that body. I can't wait to watch the movie Insidious again. It's clearly been far too long. That's one of my favorites. It's It's a Halloween episode, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I could talk about a horror Plug movie scary real quick. Movies. But it's one of my favorite initial movie watching experiences. I agree. Robin and I from episode 29? I don't remember. The one that no, she was on? 30 when, something? A Haunting in Van Nuys? Yeah, Haunting yeah. in Van Nuys. It was our season finale, our season one season finale. Uh, Robin, we lived together at the time at the apartment that we did the investigation in. And we rented Insidious from the Red Box. And I honestly hadn't even like seen a trailer for it or anything. I just had a lot of people tell me like you should see Insidious. Right. Like I try not to watch trailers, especially for horror movies, sure. because they give away so so much, much stuff. Except for the movie Hereditary, I had no clue what the fuck. I that still movie haven't seen it. I'm waiting for it to we'll be free. We'll talk about that later. Because A24, I finally watched it. I forgot to tell oh. you, I loved it. But okay, okay. We'll A24 talk and I have like a shitty relationship. I know, but I understand. So we rented it. And I'm not kidding. Opening credits, I was hugging a pillow. Mm-hmm. Opening credits, it's I was like, "Creepy as uh, fuck." Excuse <laughs> me. How do you feel about the sequels, though? Second one, garbage. Yes. The, you know what? You know what the biggest problem with Insidious Two was? The sound editing. Insidious Two had the worst sound editing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> the dialogue. Is a whisper. Mm-hmm. The scares are the dun, loudest thing dun, 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 yeah, yeah. that's ever happened. Okay, I and see it's what you not mean. At first, I was like, well, "What is she like, talking about?" I, but you're you right. can't hear what they're saying unless you turn it up, and then they they jump out at you, and it's that's like actually no, a bad no thing I, that I can say about Hereditary. It's the exact same way. My sister yeah. and I watched it when I was in Illinois. Hey, Julia. Speaking hey, Julia. Of, what's up? Um, and her baby Josie was sleeping upstairs, so we were trying to have it at a steady volume. But like, what did they say? We'd crank it up a little. Dun, 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 bah, and we were <laughs> yeah. like, oh okay, my! Like, this is and then annoying. Josie woke up like three times that night, and we don't know if it was related, but probably was. Probably it's probably just, was yeah, the horror music. It's just. Don't do that to anyone no. when you make a movie, horror or not. Like, I get it. But if you have to rely on making people jump, you don't have a good movie. No. So fix it. Insidious 3, I loved. I didn't love it, but I did like it a lot. I, I hated 2 and I liked 3. loved it. I just thought it was such an interesting... Wait. Yeah, three's the one with the girl with the broken leg. Yeah. She, like, sees her mom yes. at the audition and gets hit by a car, yes. which is, like... Well, I think... Um, because what's four isn't four the one that's like called the last La- last the key? key yeah i was gonna call it the skeleton key the skeleton key <laughs> no that's correct. a great movie it um, is a great movie i the have not seen key that or one. whatever i haven't either but i because i know what you're talking about that has to be three because i definitely didn't see key magoo the second one what i did like was this is a spoiler everyone if you don't want to hear this fast Plug forward two minutes blah, blah, blah. what i did like was learning about the woman, I yes. put that in air quotes, that is after him, mm-hmm. and learning that backstory. Yes. Like because at first we're just she, like, why the hell is she He me? was in real life. Mm-hmm. I thought that was fantastic. Yeah. And we, we always like finding out that there's mm-hmm. 
There's a little more. Sometimes you you see an origin story and you're like, well, you just took away everything that, that I was loved scary. about this. Yeah, but sometimes it, I think it's necessary. Yeah, for... you didn't. I I don't need to not know about right. their backstory. I don't want to know the Joker's the backstory. No. I don't want to know Hannibal Lecter's backstory. Yeah, we were talking about that recently. That but, was totally yeah. destroyed. I agree. So backstory is not always necessary. You should correct that statement. But, sometimes but in that case, I thought it was fascinating. So good. I agree. Yeah. Okay. So we are in agreement. I yeah, didn't love much. three as much as you did, but I did enjoy it. And I remember thinking two was absolute trash. I just love. The first one I is so I, good. Oh, I know. I think I loved three just because they kept it in the same universe, but left that family. Mm hmm. Moved on to new people. Moved on to new people, but uh, continued still that world to have. Of, it's still the yeah. same world, and it's still um, what's her toes? The um, Lorraine Warren. Yeah, what's her name? Knockoff. I don't remember. We She's all, based I mean, on we Lorraine. We know what Warren. you're saying, yeah. but it's not her. Anyway, um, but yeah, we're watching Insidious as part of Halloween movie nights this year, and I'm so stoked because it's been I think it's been a couple years since I've watched it, which is insane. Julia. So Josie is insidious. <laughs> That's where we were going with that. The movie. Okay, so then a completely separate story. Hi, it's Weirdo Julia again. I can't remember <laughs> if I shared this story with Lauren back in the beginning or if it was on an episode already. I have mom brain. And I'm sorry if this story has been on an episode. I have pregnancy brain, but I don't think it has. <laughs> when I worked in medical intensive care unit or the MICU, we had a corner room that was bigger than all of the others. It was at the end of the hall and kind of secluded. I worked the night shift and the room overlooked the Illinois River. There was just something creepy about it. One night, I had an old lady as my patient in that room. She wanted to get up from her bed and sit in the chair that was also in the room. I went in to help her and she said, Oh, well, I can't get in the chair now. There's a little boy in the chair. Hmm. I, of course, looked at her like she was batshit crazy, which is not unusual for patients in the MICU, and I brushed it off. I tried to coax her into the chair, but she would not get into the chair. I gave up. Hours later, she told me she wanted to get up in the chair and that the little boy was standing in the corner now, so it was okay. At this point, I'm like, when will this freaking night end? I have a lady out of her mind, which probably means she is dying, and my room is haunted. Great. The next night, I was working again and transferred her out, got a new patient into that room. This time, it was a relatively healthy young male patient. In the middle of the night, he asked if he could switch rooms. We, of course, do not do this unless absolutely necessary, but he insisted that he switch rooms. He was hesitant to tell us why, but eventually we got it out of him, and he said it was because there was a little boy in the corner staring at him. After all of this, I was chatting with my coworkers, and they said that the MICU used to be pediatric intensive care <gasps> as well as open heart recovery. This explains a lot. Wow. You That's actually creepy. hear a lot of stories like that with people who work in in care involving the dying or the near dying. Mm -hmm. uh, elderly care. There have been several stories of people that work in like nursing homes mm -hmm. who say that even though the patients aren't the patients, the the um the older people aren't talking to each other about this. Mm -hmm. They all know when they're closer to dying because they report seeing the same apparitions. Like over I remember one story of a nursing home also had a child. It was a little girl, though. Mm. And there was even a point one of the nurses had said that we always knew when a patient was about to die because they saw the same little girl. 
little girl in the dress that and would they all would describe that they would same all describe girl. the oh, same girl and she said one time i was helping a patient and there was a glass of water on the sink and it was inches away from the edge of the sink but the patient said you need to get that glass of water because the little girl's going to knock it over. Mm. And she was like, it's okay, go to sleep. You know, she was like tucking her in or whatever. And uh, as she was getting her into bed, the glass fell off the sink and shattered in the bathroom behind her. Great. And it was right before this, or right after this woman said like, the little little girl's going to knock knock it off. off. Ooh. Hello. Hello there. Hello, my darling. Hello, my baby. Hello, my longtime gal. <laughs> um, it is interesting that this was an old lady and then a younger man, but yeah. I mean, oh, I yeah. guess, but both in intensive care. Still, so both, yeah. Like, in both not either, great shape. yeah, not great shape physically, which. Right. It's always the. It's always like. The stronger your ability to witness paranormal events are when you are closer to either end of the spectrum. Right. Babies have a lot of experience. Yeah. And like kids seem like they can see it or near your death or have a near death experience or you're sick. Or this was just some remnant of the pediatric care unit as well. I mean, so many things could be happening here with this little boy, but... I mean, that was nice of the old lady to not kick him out of the chair. She yeah, let him nice have his time. She, yeah, it seemed like she, you know, in that situation, it seemed like she actually thought the little boy was there. Right. Like, Whereas, truly like, the sitting there. younger guy was like, there's a fucking ghost, a ghost in here and yeah, I would like to leave, please. Which makes me think the old lady was maybe close to dying and was very at peace and was like, oh, this little boy came to sit with me mm-hmm. and it's lovely. Like, she just seemed so peaceful about it all so anyway julia thank you it was very interesting my final story (laughs) is from uh reddit user street snipes oh that's street snipes street snipes street Um, snipes s-t-r-e-e-t like street s-n-i-p-e-s street snipes This is something. Okay, so Street Snipes writes. I had a year-long experience of strange events back in 2011 and 2012 that I've never been able to explain or have a full memory of. It started in winter working up north on a project. Our crew was put up in a motel 10 minutes outside of the largest town in the area. I somehow got upgraded to a king-size bed with couches. Very nice room. Our days were long, so I used the couches to stack my clothes in piles, jeans, hoodies, etc. I had brought my entire desktop computer with me and was in the middle of a massive argument with my ex over Facebook Messenger at 1 a.m. during my second week up there. At some point, I opened my eyes and I was sitting on top of a pile of hoodies on the couch. The time was now 4 a.m. I rushed over to the computer. At some point after 1 a.m., I had stopped typing a sentence midway through. My ex had left a ton of messages throughout the night demanding I answer back. She also left missed calls and text on my phone that was still sitting beside the mouse uh, next to the computer. 
I figured I had somehow passed out, but wasn't sure how I ended up on top of my hoodies on the couch and not just fall into bed if I was that close to falling asleep. I went to sleep normally for the remaining couple hours before work. A couple days later, a stranger scenario happened. My routine was we would finish work. I'd come back to the motel around 9 p.m., shower, change, and drive into town for a late-night dinner at Boston Pizza. It's the only restaurant open late other than McDonald's. So this particular night, I went through my routine, took a shower, changed, headed for the door. I got to my car, and when I turned it on, something felt really wrong. I looked at the time, and it was now 2 a.m., I had no idea how I I had lost four hours between showering and getting into my car. It felt weird. My whole body felt weird. I felt violated. Like a rape victim would describe waking up from being assaulted while passed out. You feel violated, but you have no idea what happened. Not a single memory or explanation. I stayed up all night scared shitless trying to figure out what happened. Why was I missing four hours? If I had passed out, why didn't I wake up on the floor? Why did I feel violated, etc.? The rest of the project, nothing else happened, but once I got back home, things started happening that were just as weird. First of all, in my research, after I got home, I found out that the first town where this happened and was and is a hotspot for UFO activity, first of all, But for the first month or so after I went home, nothing happened further. But then something weird started happening. I began waking up around 2 a.m. and not being able to fall back asleep until the sun came up. I would wake up and have the urge to turn on every light in the apartment and stay up, find things to do, and wait until the sun, until sun up before going back to bed. I started to notice that in my dreams, random strangers would show up telling me to wake up. If I tried to ignore them in my dream, they would find ways to harass me and tell me to wake up, telling me it's really important that I wake up. Then, there was a really vivid dream. I had gotten dressed up in my dream and driven to an upscale hotel. No idea what the context of this dream was. And when I got to my hotel room in the dream, someone started knocking on the door, shouting hello, hello, over and over again. Just when I was about to open the door, the phone rang. I answered, and the voice on the phone told me not to open the door. I kept telling whoever was on the phone that I really should see why this person keeps knocking, but the voice kept urging me not to answer the door. I finally hung up the phone, headed to the door, opened it, and woke up in bed in a cold sweat. 3 a.m., could not go back to sleep. These were the kinds of dreams, people trying to get me to wake up and random flashes of bright white light that would light up everything, no matter where I was or what time of day in my dream. I remember one dream being outside in the middle of a sunny day and a bright white flash that overpowered the sun. And usually, at this point, some random person in my dream would run up to me and urge me to wake up up. or tell me that the flash wasn't a part of my dream and I need to wake up. Random people in your dream telling you you're in a dream and that you have to wake up is creepy as fuck. Yeah. And they were always strangers. No one I knew in real life. A precursor to these dreams was the urge to go to sleep early. I would have these urges to drop everything I was doing and get in bed. Sometimes leaving lights on, TV on, in the middle of games, in the middle of eating, etc. There was no fighting it. I would put down the controller or put my fork down march right to my room and lie down I was in this weird zombie like drowsiness but I would always wake up after 2am and not be able to go to sleep again until the sun came up 
During the summer, I took a trip to upstate New York with a friend and we stayed in some motel overnight before heading further on our trip. That night, I remember knocking on my door and someone who kept yelling, hello, hello, just like in that hotel dream. I remember my friend was fast asleep, unfazed by the knock, but I ended up going to the door and unlocking it. I don't remember anything after that. I woke up sitting in the office chair by the desk around 6 a.m. I checked, but the door was locked and nothing had been taken. It didn't look like anyone had entered. I woke my friend up and asked if he'd heard knocking during the night. He said no. I told him what happened, and he was pretty pissed that I would wake up in the middle of the night to open the door to a stranger. Yeah. But there was no sign that I did or that someone had come in, just that I somehow ended up on the chair and not in the bed. I still feel like I was awake when I went to answer the door, though. The weird thing was, these dreams and urges to go to sleep wouldn't always happen. Maybe two to three times a week. But I was starting to fear going to sleep without the lights on. All the blinds had to be closed or I'd fight to stay up all night and just go to sleep during the day. After this, I was getting really fed up with how fucked up my sleeping schedule had become. And I started to notice when I would get the feeling that I should go to sleep, I would take that as a cue to get in my car, head for the busiest section of the city at night I could find filled with people. And I'd notice that the urge to go to sleep would go away instantly. Hmm. So every time I felt the urge to drop everything and go to sleep, I would fight the urge and drive downtown. Anytime I felt like I was being watched, too, I'd get in my car, go downtown. And it must have worked because after a few weeks of doing this, all these strange urges to go to sleep randomly, dreams filled with flashes of white light, and people telling me to wake up all went away. I haven't had a single recurrence of these events since. However, I noticed I still have a fear of going to sleep until the sun comes up that I'm always fighting. I always I also recently noticed that pictures of the typical gray alien now scare the shit out of me and I hate looking at them. Great. Even seeing the cartoon ones on South Park, I get mini panic attacks. Those pictures had never bothered me before in my life, but now they send me into waves of panic. I still have no explanation for the missing time up north, the weird dreams, or the one night in the motel in upstate New York, which I don't think was a dream. It felt very real and felt more like another missing time event. Most people I've told don't know what to make of it. My current girlfriend has noticed I obsess with making sure all the blinds are closed with no open slivers no matter where I'm sleeping. And uh, essentially he goes on to say that he had spoken to someone before who believed that they had been abducted before. Uh-huh. And that friend said that he thought his theory was that he had been getting abducted during that year and that they'd either gotten bored of him or had become he had become such a hassle with constantly trying to drive places full of people that they, had to that they were on. like, well, OK, this is just a pain in the yeah, ass. Like we have we can to get someone easier. Yeah, we have to go. We have oh to go elsewhere. Gosh. But yeah, so the the only thing he said was that Last year, he fell asleep on his girlfriend's bed while she stayed up watching Netflix in the living room, and he had left the lights on. And at some point in the night, she came to turn the lights off. And she says that I woke up screaming and yelling, fuck off, leave me alone, help, don't touch me, etc. She said it was the scariest, most blood-curdling thing she's ever heard, and that literally seconds later, I had passed back out and was asleep again, and she couldn't get me to wake up. Oh my gosh. Again, it's like he has PTSD from this event. From this missing time that he can't remember. But the missing time definitely sounds abduction like. Yeah, we've talked about that many times before, where it's just you can't account for hours of your life and the feeling of violation. Well, and the thing is, is, you know, a lot of people say, like, oh, I pulled over to the side of the road and 
all of a sudden it was daytime. Right. And it was like, well, you probably fell asleep. Yeah. Especially if you're driving at night and you're mm-hmm. tired. But I remember, you know, my story that I told in episode two, I believe it was our first alien episode mm-hmm. of my, I don't know if it was an abduction, but it was definitely a missing time scenario. Yeah. And the electronics in my car getting fucked with. Right. And I had only been missing like, I don't know, 17 minutes or something like right. that. But it went by in the blink of an eye. Right. It was Felt like, like oh, my watch isn't working. Oh, no, my phone won't turn on. Oh, I can't start my car. And right. then boom, car was on. Phone worked fine. 17 minutes later. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. That makes no sense. And I didn't all. fall asleep. No. It wasn't. The yeah. only reason I pulled over is because my headlights wouldn't work and my exactly. car was being weird. It wasn't like at it this time like where you like, were drowsy oh, fuck, and I'm so oh, tired. I just need a minute. Yeah. Well, and this guy was just getting home from work, jumping in the shower mm-hmm. and thought he was going to meet his coworkers for dinner. Like what? Why did four That's hours the just thing, pass? It's like, especially the first time where he was mid sentence, he was typing right. and he was mid sentence and woke up across the room right on the couch like on top if i of was that tired if i was like fuck i'm gonna fall asleep the bed's right there right just why like, was he over on the couch lay on the bed yeah and how he yes if he was tired after work and after getting out of the shower why didn't he wake up like in his bed or on the floor right. or like disoriented in a towel somewhere like instead it was like here i am in my car off to dinner oh what 2 a.m yeah excuse, excuse me, me? It's very bizarre. Definitely it's sounds very abduction. And those dreams make mm-hmm. me want to pull yourself pins in my ears. Yeah, yeah. it's like of the strangers coming and saying you need to wake up. This yeah, is a wake dream. up. You have to get yeah, out. Yeah, especially yeah. when it was like the bright lights, and they're like, right. "That's not part of the dream, and yeah. you need to wake up right now." Yeah, you have to get out uh, of this. Uh, oh my god, <laughs> that is a good story. Yeah, though. it's Holy long, shit. but it is that was long, but it was worth it. Like, I was hanging on your every word. Pretty it, it bananas. It didn't feel too long at all. <laughs> okay, my last story is um, came via email from a listener named Charlotte. Charlotte. Hello, Charlotte. I love that name. I know, I do too. It's very pretty. If I was pregnant with a girl, it'd be on the list. I'll <laughs> name the boy Charlotte. It'll be fine. Okay. <laughs> okay, Charlotte says, I grew up on Cape Cod. This takes place a little over a decade ago when I was 16. We're moving out of my childhood home and building a new one. During that transition, we decided to rent a house right down the road from our new one. It had been abandoned since the 80s, and the guy in charge of remodeling it told my dad that lots of junkies, partying teenagers, and homeless people squatted there. Hmm. He described the piles of needles and condoms he had to clean up to begin the renovation. Oh, Jesus. So great. For clarity, I have to describe the house a bit. Keep it to yourself. Built in the early 1900s, it appears like a three-story home, but due to a bunch of half-story staircases, the inside has about five floors. The basement was only as tall as your waist, which my dad thought was useless. He actually sealed up the two entrances to the basement. One was a tiny door outside the back of the house. He padlocked this from the inside. Remember this. And then he sealed up the second entrance, which was a door from the garage. He boarded it up with nails. This all becomes important later. Some old people who were our neighbors had lived on the street forever and casually remarked to us that an old mobster had lived in the house and they never found the bodies. I have no evidence of this, mind you, but not fun to hear. The first night we lived there, my parents went out to dinner. The first night in caps lock. My sister, my friend and I were trying to be little badasses and stole my parents alcohol while they were gone. Classic. Hey, we've all done it. 
We were on the very top floor, which I felt haven't. like you haven't. Mom and dad. Oh, yeah. No, neither. I've never. I've never done have that. Done that. I've never replaced the vodka with water. Ooh. We were on the very top floor, which felt like miles away from the bottom entrance, and we heard the door open and my parents enter. They were having a casual conversation. We quickly hid the alcohol and ran downstairs to see why they had come home early. Nobody was there. Aye. We called my parents and I could hear the restaurant noise in the background. We checked the whole house for people. And the oddest part was that we all agreed it was definitely my parents' voices. This set a tone for the rest of the year in this house. It continued with little things going missing, like my diary. I'd be home alone and searching everywhere. Items would eventually end up back on my bed after just a few hours. And then the scratching came. I would often hear a soft scratching right above me on the ceiling. I eventually asked my sister, whose room was right next to mine, if she had ever heard the scratching, and she did. That was when her and I agreed that this shit was creepy. One night I was trying to sleep and I screamed, fucking stop it, and it actually stopped. It stopped for three months. One night we were both sleeping and all of a sudden, on the floor above us, it sounded as if someone had jumped off a table and began to roll around wrestling someone. Then a giant thud and immediate chaos of noise. We both woke up, exited our rooms to see what was happening, and woke up the whole house just screaming in fear. No one else had heard the sound, and there was no evidence of anything falling on the floor above. There was a widow's peak on the roof, which I guess is a fancy term for a balcony. It was above my parents' room. My parents would angrily wake up in the middle of the night to hear people walking on it. They confronted us about not going up there at night, which none of us ever had. Eventually, they realized it happened even when all of us weren't sleeping there, sleeping there, and that's when they started to finally believe me and my sister when we said something was up. The thing that happened that still brings tears to my eyes, and she put in parentheses, does, any, does this happen to anybody else? It does. When something really yes. scares me, I my eyes water. The thing that really brings tears to my eyes was the basement. Remember the basement from earlier? I was out on the balcony one night and noticed the door to the basement from the back of the house was open. I thought, oh, dad must have finally found a use for that basement. And I shrugged it off. The next morning, my parents were yelling at at all of us asking, why did you open it? What were you doing down there? And we were all saying, no, no, we didn't. We didn't touch it. My parents didn't believe us, of course, until the whole family realized something. The padlock on the inside had been unlocked and removed. It was clear that there was no forced entry. But the boards and nails from the garage, which would be the only way inside, had not been touched at all. We all realized at the same moment that it would have been impossible to remove a padlock inside the basement when you couldn't get in from the other side. We immediately stopped talking about it. We haven't talked about it since, and we were very happy to move out of that house. Oh my goodness. So I don't know exactly what was going on there, but it's not good. (laughs) No, no. There's a lot of activity there. Yeah. Like in many different forms. Yeah. I know. It's kind of a lot to unpack. Like it is. I'm like trying to go back through as like a summary. This was Cape Cod. In Cape Um, Cod. Yeah. So heard what they thought was their parents walking in Uh was a big one. Scratching on the ceiling, wrestling on the floor above people walking on the balcony and then someone and being able the door. to uh, it, it seems like it was um, intelligent diary. in some way being able to steal the items from her and return, and them, return them but like, also <laughs> like 
getting like saying like fucking stop and then, and then like it's stop actually for stopping bit. for a while yeah it's an intelligent um, being for sure i would yeah. say yeah or you know especially the fucking stop thing i mean imagine like if you were a person living in a house and all of a sudden and you're just like going about your normal day and you hear a disembodied voice yelling fucking, fucking stop. stop it you might leave for a couple months it's true <laughs> that's very true if we're thinking of someone living yeah. there at the same time in another world that's absolutely true do you know what a widow's peak is well i always thought it was just the thing on your head that Tis. kind of looked <laughs> like a little triangle but yes widow's then peak apparently is also a, that um, little mini balcony mini balcony it usually right. only fits like one maybe yeah, two people it's not really meant for yeah. hanging out on. but right. it's literally for women to stand on to see if they could see their husbands coming Aww. back from war i figured it had and to do with that. they called it a widow's peak because a lot of times they didn't so come why back. Why did they call a little triangle on our head a widow's peak? I don't like it. Anyway, that we, don't need to get, we don't have to. Go is down a that very road. good question, and I don't know. But yeah, widow's peak. I assumed it had something to do with mm-hmm. that. I was like, well, the especially if widow. it was Cape Cod, it was probably most widow's peaks. Uh, if they're referred to as widow pe- widow's peaks, are usually facing the water. Mm-hmm. So you're seeing like probably was. looking for the boats in the horizon, hoping that you see his. Well, and that's what's in- I'm, it's interesting you bring that up because maybe like there's an energy left from one of the widows that stood Absolutely. up on the balcony yeah. or a negative energy from the junkies hanging around in mm-hmm. there. You know, there were lots of drug addicts and I'm sure some, mobster, some death. Like... Yeah, there could have been bodies that were never found. Maybe they were underneath that weird basement and that's why the door was open. Maybe they were living the, there at the same time as someone in a parallel universe and yeah, there's a the lot people wrestling upstairs there. were just as angry that they were yelling at them, you know, like... So many things could be happening, but I can't imagine that much activity no. happening in they such only a short lived time. There for a year? Yeah, because it was a transition house before uh, their new uh, one. So, holy buckets. House. I know. And that's why she's like, we were very happy to get out we of We were there. very happy to move into our full time house. And they haven't talked about it since. And we've had a couple of those stories now tonight where people didn't talk about it. I'm like, man, I would have to bring it up every day. Yeah, I'd bring it up every week. For the rest of my life. Hey, are you ready? Are you ready to talk about it now? Like the padlock being removed from the inside. It'd be like, someone, can we comment on this, please? That's so creepy. Well, a lot of times, too, if you experience something paranormal like that, or like the the people, yeah, who saw themselves on the screens, Mm -hmm. it's almost like acknowledging it and talking about it sets you up for more activity to take place that's true whether that's true or if it's a psychological thing opening your mind yeah then it's you know it's sometimes just easier to be like yeah let's just not talk about it well and as she said she was very honest about the fact that she's like this brings tears to my eyes when i think about it so you know she's also probably like i this is hurtful. I don't want to think about it. Exactly. Scary memory. Scary stuff. All right. That's all the time we have this week for Keep It Halloween. Ooh, Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> October is crazy busy for us. So we're going to be taking a week or so off to recover. And then we'll be back for the last couple episodes before the end of season two. Aww. We have one or two planned, but if there's anything you especially want us to cover this year, please send us an email at keepitweirder at gmail.com and let us know. 
Please. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Keep It Weirdcast and our Facebook page, Keep It Weird. Make sure you check out our Patreon and Etsy page to find ways you can support the show and get bonus materials, newsletters, and merchandise. Patreon is www.patreon.com slash Keep It Weird Podcast and Etsy is www.etsy.com slash shop slash Keep It Weird Podcast. And thank you to everyone who contributed to today's episode. Thank you, Such guys. a wonderful episode. We are so excited to share your stories and add some spooky sounds and yes. give you a Halloween treat. You guys are the best. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. We love you. Have a very spooky, safe, and fun Halloween. Always check your candy. Never blow out your jack-o'-lantern. And keep it keep weird. It weird. You know what I mean? Like your buttholes. That's supposed, supposed to be easy. <sighs> okay. <laughs> and we're back. And we're back. And our buttholes feel fine. And Thank you very much. <laughs> our butts are all right. Look at, look at, it's freaking bats. I love Halloween.